0: Welcome to Loving God and Making Money. I am Julaine Smith.
1: And I am Kyla Alvarez. Hey, shout out to Kyla. How are you today? So good. So good. I'm excited to be here hey, with I'm, you and everybody. I'm happy to have you here,
0: folks. We are uh, recording our podcast today from my living room. Yeah, just to get a little personal, a little 411 information about how this is going down today. But this is Loving God and Making Money, and Kyla and I are here because we're on a mission Yeah, we are. We're on a mission and that is to ignite the fire in you to go out into the marketplace, make more, save more and give more than you Mm -hmm. ever dreamed possible all to the glory of God. And today we are continuing in our series. We started. Oh my goodness. I think it was about five episodes ago now, Kyla, that we've been into Mm -hmm. this series on the workplace.
1: A sea of despair. despair.
0: Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. So we are talking about the workplace and we've gone through, oh my goodness, a series of episodes covering things like, well, what exactly is, uh, the kingdom of God and, and, and how do we bring the kingdom of God into the workplace? Because if the workplace is a sea of despair, which okay. Kyla has shared with us before, some of the stats, yeah. I don't know if you remember some of those statistics, Kyla, that you can just kind of help our listeners to reconnect with some of the, the surveys that have shown mm-hmm. how basically unhappy people are in their work environment. Yeah, I
1: mean, majority, uh, if not, like, I think it was somewhere close to 90% of people actually hate their jobs. Hate their jobs. Um, and how it was around the 60% mark how they, most people feel like they have to hide a portion of themselves.
0: That's right. Um, they couldn't be their authentic self. Yeah. Right. And these are things that are so Countercultural to the kingdom of God, right? I mean, you think about us as believers in the workplace, and we have to be among those who were surveyed. I mean, it's just that we are there, yes. Right? Um, and the fact that we carry the kingdom of heaven with us, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. yeah, we're in jobs we
1: hate. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, and makes it doesn't no line sense. up. Exactly. And also, it calls into question those who own businesses. How come? And how are we producing environments that perpetuate those statistics? Exactly. And if we believe in the kingdom of God, then I think we have a responsibility to engage that disparity. Exactly. We kind of started talking about that... a little more intimately and some strategies on how to do that even last week we talked about I brought up the idea of friendship mm-hmm. and in Jelaine's term she would call that relationship but yeah we were navigating how even the idea of looking at people how we treat people the uh, relationships we build in the community in and of itself actually becomes one of the greatest um, propellants, I think of this kingdom mindset.
0: Right. Right. And you were the one who challenged me really in our last podcast with this thought, the thought being that as a leader of, um, a business, or even let's say you work for an employer and you're a leader of a department, but mm-hmm. you're in a position of leadership, Yes, how you should seek to be friends with those you lead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, time out. Uh, okay, been there, done that in terms of leadership mm-hmm. uh, for most of my career. And um, that whole idea of friendship kind of challenged me from the perspective of there's a line that needs to be respected when it comes to you as leader maybe having to make decisions to move the organization forward in Mm -hmm. its mission, its purpose um, that are seemingly unpopular with those that you are leading. Mm -hmm. There are times when you as a leader, you have to make some tough calls. You have to make some decisions that are not necessarily going to be popular. And therefore, if you are, quote, friends with those Mm -hmm. who are impacted by that decision, it makes that decision-making process that much more difficult. Difficult, right? And so, what I wanted to do today, just in terms of segueing and continuing on in this conversation, um, is talk about wisdom and how we as leaders need wisdom to understand how to navigate our course Mm -hmm. as leaders, right? Mm -hmm. And the role that that uh, can play. If we are to uh, embrace this idea of being in uh, relationships or friends with those we lead. Mm -hmm. So I wanted us to talk a little bit today about the role wisdom plays in helping us to become effective leaders in the workplace. And so just to bring a kind of context, uh, when I talk about wisdom, you know, there are different ways of thinking about that word. But when I'm talking about wisdom, um, I'm speaking of the spirit of wisdom. Okay, so the Bible in Isaiah talks about uh, the spirit of the Lord being the spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. So there is a component of the presence of God or a part of his attribute, his personality, his very being, if you will, which is the spirit of wisdom. Yes. We get to engage with that spirit.
1: Yes, and even on a theological level, Mm -hmm. um, It's it's really amazing when you really think about what it means to have our identity in Christ. Yes. You know, we are birthed from the image of God.
0: Yes, we are.
1: So we are natural partakers of the spirit of God because it's literally grafted within us. Yes. It doesn't mean that, you know, we're a big God or even really a little God. It just means that we partake of the same nature. So it's like to be ourselves actually means we have to engage the spiritual reality the spiritual component that you're talking about it's it's um it's re- a relationship just like you know like Jesus does with the Father and the Spirit, when we engage in that fluid mm-hmm. relationship, you you find wisdom in that because it's not in yourself, just like what you said.
0: Exactly. Okay, so let's say this. Then if the Spirit of Wisdom is a part of us in terms of the Spirit of God being in us, mm-hmm. and the kingdom of heaven is an expression of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, when you put all that together, we coming into the workforce, us being leaders in the workforce, we bring a power a presence Mm -hmm. into that situation that includes wisdom. Wisdom to know how to do. Like King Solomon asked for wisdom and he was so wise that he was able to lead the people of Israel and to create prosperity and wealth in the process. So Mm -hmm. if we set that up as our backdrop, as our plumb line, Mm -hmm. right? Then we bring it Fast forward to the 21st century and we're in the workplace. Now, what does the uh, idea of the spirit of wisdom operating in us look like Mm -hmm. as it pertains to our leadership? I asked myself that question about 15 years ago when I first began to examine my own passion and my own purpose for the ambition that I had to create wealth and the response that i got as i studied the scripture and as i reflected and i read a lot of books on leadership is that there is really a higher standard of leadership that we can bring into the workplace when we are full of the spirit and the presence of god
1: yeah well that's the key the last part it is because i think a lot of a lot of christians have assumed oh well you know if i just go to church on sunday Then, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and Mm -hmm. then I could just go about the rest of my week, Mm -hmm. you know, leading my business, leading my practice, engaging my workplace as if Sunday just never happened. As if, as if it's like a little stamp card. That yeah. you go in, okay, someone box. stamped it. yeah, okay, now yeah. we're certified. This right. is not a certification. No. <laughs> no,
0: this is a lifestyle.
1: Exactly. There's
0: a higher standard for running your business that you as a believer um, should be aware of and it's connected to the fact that the spirit of wisdom is a part of your being the spirit of understanding is a part of your being and the kingdom of heaven which is righteousness peace and joy and the Holy Spirit should be manifest in your environment that you create so there's mm-hmm. certain there's certain styles of leadership there's certain attributes of leadership there's certain even behaviors of leadership which should be presence. Not not meaning that you have to conform to somebody else's Standard. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the God who is inside of you and the unique expression of his presence should be manifested in such a way that there's a higher standard of leadership that results. There's some things that just shouldn't happen on your dime, shouldn't happen on your watch. Mm-hmm. There's, some, there's some behaviors that just should not be a part of your paradigm. Right. Absolutely. And so when I put together the soul plan, um, uh, the strategic objectives for uplifting life, which is a business and leadership development framework, the second objective I established was higher standards for running your business. Cause I realized we. As believers, we're doing what you were saying, Kyla, we go to church on Sunday and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we're in the workplace and we don't even understand how to bring the presence of God mm-hmm. into that environment. So we, by default, fall into the behavior patterns of the world. We fall into mimicking uh, the patterns of behavior and leadership that, that are seen as normal. Uh-huh and we don't challenge them
1: it's true um and I think that's what's hard for a lot of people because what we're basically telling you is you gotta step back from your reality you mm. need to step back and take a look and try to get a real view of what you really engage in yeah um because half of the time if you are in a workplace that gossips a lot and and then you go to an environment that doesn't You had no idea how bad your gossip actually Uh was in your workplace. Uh You had to Uh get outside Uh of your own perspective in order to see your reality. And I think in order to understand what kind of higher standard you're called to live by, you need to start understanding how to name your present reality. And that causes, um, basically says we need to do some self-reflection.
0: Absolutely. And decide... What kind of leader do I want to be? And I think that becoming um, a better leader is first connected to us becoming better people.
1: Amen to that. Well, what does scripture say? It says, love God, love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you don't have... Um, if you don't respect yourself, mm-hmm. love yourself, value yourself mm-hmm. how are you gonna do that for other people? Exactly you know you exactly. only reproduce what you are that's right and so
0: that's right, that's right. Th-
1: the key to that is really finding yourself, which I know we started with that idea of honing in your own personal relationship with that's Jesus right. your own time with Jesus figure out who you are because in that. Yes you'll reproduce the beauty, the love, and the truth in that. And, and yes. you know, even to go back to last week when you were talking about how does friendship work in the workplace, the truth is it actually can be narrowed down to that because how it works is you have to understand some level of self-respect for yourself. Mm-hmm. Loving yourself understands who you need to be in the world.
0: Exactly. And
1: that you don't compromise the doors and the opportunities God has given you just because you want to be friends with people. Okay. Friendship is important. Yes. But friendship Don't should never yourself. never compromise um who you're called to be in Jesus. The right. the movement of entering into a friendship is reconciling that. How do you navigate who you're called to be with who they're called to be and Uplifting each other in the process. That exactly. is Exactly.
0: And you just, without probably even being aware of it, added to the definition of what I consider to be authentic generosity. Oh, so so it's like this idea of having a real strong sense of self and mm-hmm. your identity in Christ, which then compels you, because of the love of Christ being shed abroad in your heart, compels you to want to give what God has given to you to steward in terms of your purpose to the world. Give it to others.
1: Yes. Right? So good. You
0: begin to operate out of this place that I call authentic generosity, but it's a, it's a place of selflessness that also fulfills your self-interest. Come on, <laughs> it's, it's almost kind of oxymoronic in this sense, but but that's but, uh, the kingdom of
1: God. <laughs> yes, it is. It's
0: like the it's like the sense of I'm going to walk in my authenticity, authenticity in Christ. I'm going to walk in my truth, and it compels me to want to share with you the things that God has entrusted me with. Not because I'm looking for anything from you in return, but because it is who I am and I am the best at being me when I express who I am. Absolutely. So you're giving just out of the sense of knowing this is what you are called to do. And so you're not looking for reciprocity. You're not looking for somebody to give you something back. You're just looking to fulfill the intrinsic purpose of your life. Come on. Knowing what that is. That's authentic generosity and that's the underpinning, I think, of generous leadership. It's when you're self but yet you understand that you're giving. There's a reciprocity because God sees and He returns. Yes. He gives back to yes. you. Yes. Yeah.
1: And, and that's oh, the hope. So powerful. And, you know, I just want to encourage any of you guys out there um, because the truth is a lot of people get broken down. Mm-hmm. A lot of people self neglect. Mm-hmm. Right? They. Mm-hmm. They um self-sacrifice it's, it's, almost. It's yeah, almost a it's sense just, of exactly I think that word putting is yourself better. Aside. Yeah, and and because of that, I feel like too many leaders, too many too many called individuals suppress who they're called to be for the sake of others. Mm-hmm. Um and and you do mm-hmm. that, I that I think subconsciously, even yeah. hoping they get something from those people that yes. you're sacrificing yourself to. And and the question is Ask yourself, did God really call you to that? I mean, yeah, do you want, yeah. did you call yourself to do it or did God do that? And not only that, but when when you give and, and it's not from a place centered in Jesus, mm-hmm. then you, you're you going to give and eventually run out. Right.
0: Because it doesn't, you don't have that uh, living water, I call it. Yes. Um, the Bible refers to these rivers of living water. It's it's an inexhaustible su- supply mm-hmm. of of uh, satisfaction right to our soul that we tap into yep when the actions that we undertake to do on a day to day basis are rooted and grounded in love. Our identity in Christ, knowing this is what we are called to do, we give out and we get back at yes. the same yes. time. Yes. And so we can lead from that position of power and mm. it is inexhaustible supply of motivation. Yes. A motivation that enables you to persevere through the hard and tough times because they're going to be both, right? It's not a question of if the enemy is going to show up. It's just when the enemy's gonna show up, right? And so when we talk about this idea of authentic generosity and being friends um uh in the workplace, it really is a uh it's a pure place. I'll put it this way. It's a it's a innocent place in the sense that you're not you don't have hidden agendas. You're not trying to self promote. You're not trying to to get something out of somebody else. Uh you're just trying to Operate and live in your truth. Mm-hmm. And there's some things that I think that we can actually do as leaders, behaviors that we can aspire towards that express this thing that we're describing that we call um, generous leadership or authentic generosity. So I know, you know. Uh, it's, this is something that, Kyla, we we can continue to unpack. I think we've just kind of laid the groundwork for our listeners today in terms of bringing this uh, topic to the table. It's mm-hmm. It's an idea that I think has met its time. It's an idea that we have to all of us like you said stop reflect step back look at what's going on in the world we are living in a broken society and we are called to be the reconcilers and so how can we do that if we don't first get our own hearts right yep and get our identity in Christ really a uh, strongly established yep and our motivation for why we do what we do rooted and grounded in a love Yes, That is
1: pure. It is a participation. Ultimately, what we're saying for for at least this episode, as we introduce you into this idea of wisdom, is that wisdom starts with entering into that intimate, participatory action with Jesus. That's right. It's there that you are given the tools to step back. You're given the tools to be full, to be confident, to be whole, To be healed within Mm -hmm. yourself Mm -hmm. so that you can overflow, not from a place of brokenness, not from a place of worldly wisdom, but of a kingdom perspective.
0: That's exactly it. So listen, folks, I know that um, we're kind of unpacking a lot of deep stuff here. So I hope you're, we're not losing you in the process. I hope you're keeping up with Kyla and I, because we're going somewhere with this. We are truly on a mission and it's a mission to help empower you to be more effective in that which God has called you to, which is to go in the workplace go into the marketplace, build companies that reflect the kingdom of God. What does that look like? Well, that's what we're talking about here on Loving God and Making Money. But we got to go ahead and kind of close this one down, Kyla. So I want to just toss it back to you one more time. Is there anything else that you would like to leave with the listeners today before we set them up for next week? Because we're going to continue to talk about what it means to be a leader in the workplace that brings righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I'm an educator. So for me, what I want to leave you with is just a tool of how to do some self-reflection. So yes. for for our listeners, what I would encourage you to do is in start writing out what you see. That's start actually practically naming. Okay. Yes. Uh, pay attention. I think the hardest thing is waking up and actually seeing the environments that we live in. Um, also, participate. Uh, oh, oh, opening up our view of what we participate in. Okay. What's feel, uh, feeding my mind, my heart, my emotions? Mm -hmm. What, what am I listening to? What Mm -hmm. am I, um, what is filling me? Because, You know, out of who you are, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. That's That's what you're going to embody. So the practical way of starting to change what your own execution of wisdom looks like is by naming what you're already participating in so that you can know where you have to change. Give yourself some direction of where you got to go. But the place to start is by actually sitting down and doing the hard work and naming What you actually currently sit in.
0: I love that. I do that. And I encourage you guys to listen to what Kyla's saying. Take her at heart. Pick up a journal. Pick up something that you can use uh, to capture your thoughts. Write down what you're thinking. Write down where you're at. We can't change our lives and become a better person if we don't first confront where we are right now. So I just want to thank you guys for listening again to Loving God and Making Money. Next week, we are going to continue by looking at some. Some of the attributes of generous leadership. In other words, when you put it all together, what will... What would this look like in the workplace if you were to see this behavior modeled out? So we're going to talk to you about some of those things because we are teachers. We want to get practical. Uh, and so in the meantime, grab a journal, start doing some uh, writing and continue to do what you do best. Go into the work marketplace, make more, give more, save more to the glory of God. The world is waiting on you, folks. Don't let them down. We need you until we talk to you again next week. Enjoy life. It's good. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.